It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed. An awful lot to talk about. I'm going to say, we're going to get to Alex Jane's uh, story in just a couple of moments. going to be talking to a U.S. attorney uh, in the States. Um, uh, first up, though, let me introduce uh, my guest joining me all this morning is Candice Holdsworth, who's a writer and commentator. Good morning to you. Good morning. Um, just, just briefly, I mean, just very briefly on Alex Jane's before we get into the, the woes and trials and tribulations of Liz Truss's premiership. Um, but... Um, I saw that news just just as I was going to bed last night that there's almost billion dollars in damages being forced to be paid by um, Alex Jones. He hasn't got that sort of money. It's by the way, it's not it's not the woman who's on the one show. It's the other one, the horrible, nasty one over in the United States. Um, I had always people tweeting me saying, "Oh yeah, but don't, I thought you believed in freedom of speech." This has nothing to do with freedom of speech, is it? What this man said about these families? No, I mean it crosses the boundaries of free speech into defamation, which is why he won, why he lost his mm. case. I mean, I don't even think a billion dollars is enough for the damage he caused to those families. The yeah. man is an absolute net negative on public discourse. Yeah, I mean the, the idea that your your child has been massacred, um, in, in, in part of a gun massacre, your child has died, and then someone is on telly every night telling everyone that you're an actor, your child never died or didn't exist, and it's all a lie. And, and 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 they can get away with that. Sorry, no, that's not freedom of speech. That is is just abominable. Look, let, let's talk about um, uh, a speech that we heard yesterday. Eight and prime ministers' questions. The prime minister insisted there would be absolutely, in her words, no cuts to public spending. When she was asked by Keir Starmer, the Labour leader, uh, how she was going to basically balance books, uncosted un- un- uh, tax cuts. Um, we know the markets have been very jittery ever since the, uh, the, the the mini mega budget, as I call it. Um, she's now facing, last night after meeting with the 1922 Committee of Backbench Tory MPs, which apparently was one of the most uncomfortable meetings at barely any support for her in the room. Uh, many MPs who, who, even those who had openly supported Liz Truss in the leadership contest, were saying. Um, we've got backbench Tory MPs <laughs> who are now calling for the Prime Minister, a Conservative Prime Minister and their leader to U-turn on tax cuts. They're calling for her to go ahead with things like corporation tax rise, which was something many of them opposed. One of the main reasons she's got elected as Tory leader is because she promised tax cuts. Well, a lot of these, again, just not raising the taxes that Rishi Sunak, the former Chancellor and, and Tory candidate for leadership, was promising to do. She was elected on that pl- very explicit platform. She went ahead and did it. The markets are all jittery. Um, and, and now she's under pressure to U-turn. But do you think that she will U-turn? And do you think if she did U-turn, it would make any difference whatsoever to the uh, uh, her, her standing in the in the polls and with the markets? 
Based on her track record, there's a high chance that she will U-turn. She often does reverse on things when she comes under pressure. I've seen no We've evidence. We've established that, yes. Yes, I've seen no evidence that she can be a firm contrarian. If she does that, she will be letting down those people who voted for her. That's why Conservative Party members voted for her. It was about tax cuts. Yep. There have been some reports that they will help, that they'll help grow the economy a little bit, if that does work out as projected. Just not enough. They need a lot mm. more growth to fund those tax cuts. Well, yes, the, Institute, um, the, Institute, the International Monetary Fund yesterday was you know, fairly critical of some policies, but did say, yes, under the plans from Liz Truss, the economy would grow more than it would do otherwise on what had previously uh, been in place. But we understand uh, ahead of this this um, fiscal uh, statement we're going to get from Kwasi Kwarteng, the Chancellor, assuming he's still in the job, uh, on the 31st of October, um, that there's actually going to basically do the other side of the mini budget, which is because normally you get a, this is what we're going to cut, this is what we're going to spend, and then you have a, this is how we're going to fund it. Um, he never produced that bit. Uh, and we didn't have the Office for Budget Responsibilities assessment of where the taxes were, where the, how, whether the books were being balanced, etc. I mean, answer is they're not. But that uh, OBR assessment um, apparently has been seen in draft and is, by all accounts, uh, a dire, the word dire was used, a dire forecast for uh, public finances. Uh, markets all in the state. It's got to be said, it's not all down to what the government has done. An awful lot of this is what is going on in world markets, where the dollar is. Uh, people, in times of crisis, they move to the dollar. America is a, a net uh, energy exporter at a time when energy prices are going up. I mean, you know, this is happening to an awful lot of other currencies as well. Trouble is, awful lot of things. And the interest rates would be going up no matter what because the US Fed had raised their interest rates by a far higher amount. At one point, 0.75 points in, you know, in one go. Um, so, but the government, Liz Truss and Kwasi Kwarteng, are getting the blame for everything that happens. They may have exacerbated some of the problems, but they're not responsible for all of this happening. A lot of this would have been happening anyway. Yes, it's a global crisis, but Liz Truss's problem is that people perceive her to be blamed, to be yep. at fault. All the polls show that they blame her. And even though she's trying to emphasise that this is a global problem, she said it in PMQs, people don't believe her. And most people don't watch PMQs. Do, do you think, I mean, she, there is an admission, she apparently made this admission to the, the 1922 committee yesterday. So she had Prime Minister's questions, 1922 committee as well. Um, she uh, she was basically saying, look, there's been a communication issue. And it's like, yeah, I mean, there's definitely been a communication issue. But is it just a communication issue? If you are on top of things, if you are competent, if you know what you're doing, you would communicate. That's part. That's a basic part of your job, isn't it? Um, and, and, and the inability to realise that you needed to sort of prepare the markets, you needed to prepare everyone for what you were going to do. You need to talk about, you know, say your 45p tax cut. I mean, that 45p tax cut and the abolition of the tax cut, I mean, utterly meaningless in terms of public uh, public money. Two billion quid, neither here nor there, realistically. Affects barely anybody. Do I think that would make any difference to anyone coming to this country? No. Would we get more taxes out of it? No. Would we get less as well of it? No. It's meaningless. But it really spooked a lot of people as a sort of a direction of travel um, at a time when you can't just announce billions here and billions there for everybody uh, but say we're not going to raise taxes. And then yesterday say we're also not going to cut public spending. So we're just going to keep borrowing on the never, never forever. Well, to a certain extent, so is every other country. Yes, but you need to know how to sell things. That is one of the, the big skills that you need in politics. You need to be able to bring people with you. David Cameron was able to sell his austerity measures because he was able to cut through to the public saying, we need to live within our means. And it worked. 
Now Liz Truss needs to find an effective way to communicate with the public about what she's trying to do because what she's trying to do is a big break from what Boris Johnson was trying to do in 2019 and you can't just radically shift like that with no explanation. We're really starting to see the weakness now of her communication skills, the yeah. woodenness. It's a liability. Do you think that if she had, I mean again I don't think Kwasi Kwarteng is a good performer and communicator, do you think if, um, if, if Liz Truss had done a Boris Johnson style to the nation, on the podium, in number 10. My God, we spent a couple of million on that stupid press conference room. Let's at least use it. And when she became prime minister, she stood there and said, you know, not just the stuff they do for five minutes outside number 10 when they, they arrive back from the palace, but you stand there and you say, right, here's the situation. We're in really dire straits. You know, interest rates are going to go up and it's going to get really hard for your mortgage and and, 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 uh, and for borrowing. Um, we are going to be seeing you know, this happening and that happening. We're going to have to pay for this. We understand, you know, I mean, she was kicked, drag kicking and screaming to giving the energy bailout, that was, which was, it was untenable not to help people. But people are still going to be hurting because your bills are still going to be more than twice what they were a year ago. But if she sort of expelled it out and said, look, but, this, but we're going to share the pain. And this is how we're going to do it. And what it's not going to do is give a tax cut to the very richest. But you're not necessarily going to get all the help you need. But we're going to make sure the people at the poorest, well, you know, the bottom of the pile are going to get the help. If she had if she'd given that explanation and told everyone what was going to happen, do you think that would have, A, shored up her support in the Tory party and the country, and B, that it would have less spook, that wouldn't have spooked the market so much? It may have done, because right now she's lost control of the narrative and she's lost the, the, the trust of her party. And when you're yeah. in a crisis situation like this, people need to feel trust in their leader and yeah. they need to feel like their leader's listening to them. Is it? Can she claw it back? She's in a very deep hole. She needs a lot of things to go right and for nothing major to go wrong. Right now, I'm pretty pessimistic. Good, yeah, good luck with that. I mean, there was also, just, well, just finally in this section, um, there was also after like, Prime Minister's questions, 1922 committee, um, open mutiny, uh, really, even I mean, cabinet members criticising her um, uh, to, to journalists as well. Um, she then had a, 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 a monthly meeting with um, King Charles. And even that didn't go well. Let's have a little watch and a listen to that rather awkward exchange between the two of them when she arrived to see the king. Your Majesty, great to see you again. It's a great pleasure. So if you couldn't quite catch that, um, uh, you know, yes, uh, and then he says, dear, oh dear. Now, it may just be one of his weird, just sort of mutterings, you know, you know, posh people, um, just weird mutterings. But but second meeting with the second audience with the king, and he says, "Dear oh dear," I know she's not going to be able to put her foot right from now on. Once we, once once we all decide that someone is gaff prone, yes, is that that mean that everything she says and does? Yes, and uh, you, and she's diminished in confidence. How much of this is what she has done? badly or done wrong and her policies and her decisions how much of this is there are an awful lot of people who hate her who are on the left or even send around who who don't like what she stands for the people who call her stupid and hysteric and hysteric and and and, and hysterical and uh, and mad i mean when she's clearly neither of those things um how much how much is what she's done wrong and how much of it is just some people who just hate her and want her to fail a lot of it is people who hate her and wanted to fail. I mean, I've never heard such horrible insults about a potential prime minister. The word crackers, mm. that she's crackers, 
Is she really crackers? I mean, she got pretty far in politics for someone who's supposedly crackers. And, and stupid. Yeah, exactly. Well, a lot she... of it is patronising, misogynistic stuff, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. She clearly is intelligent. I mean, she was a chartered accountant. You have to be pretty numerate to do a job like that. You <laughs> can't be a stupid. Kid. She's a kid in Salkspitch. Come on, I mean, how, you know, sorry. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.